Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for, oh, just about 13 minutes. Not very long, but it's a doable period of time. We can listen on the way to work in the morning, on the way home from work in the evening. We can listen during lunch break, or maybe take a little break from our chores around the house. You see, little bit of time, but it gets us into God's Word, and that helps us stay focused on our relationship with God and also helps us to have a more spiritual, positive mindset to be able to deal with what life throws at us each day. But it also, being in God's Word, helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Now, you know people in your life, we always encourage you, share these short studies with them every day. They need to turn their lives around, their focus in life, their direction of their life. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation and eternity because it's coming. Share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. So share every day with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally with everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven by getting them into God's word every day through these studies. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're coming toward the end of our study, talking about distracted driving on the straight and narrow. Well, the straight and narrow, what is that? Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. Jesus talked about the only two pathways through life, one being broad, no holds barred, no rules, do whatever you want, be as wicked as you want, but it ultimately ends up in the eternal garbage dump, and that's hell. The other one is straight, narrow, no shoulder, got to stay on it, keep your focus. That's the pathway of God's truth that leads us to eternal life in heaven. Now, Jesus said only the few are walking down that pathway in life, while the many are going down that eight-lane highway towards self-destruction eternally. You know, I was told that uh, in one of the national parks, perhaps Yosemite, I'm not sure, I don't remember for sure right now, but one of the national parks, one of the big ones, there was a road, and as you would drive down that road, just as far as it went, you, you thought, well, this is a pretty road. I wonder where it goes to. And you're kind of caught up in the scenery along the way, but it ends up in the garbage to dump, in the garbage dump. <laughs> well, that's the way a lot of people are living their lives. They're thinking, boy, this is good, how I'm living, what I'm doing, things that I'm enjoying, but they're going to end up in the eternal garbage dump because the pathway they're going is that broad way that leads to eternal condemnation. The straight pathway, the narrow way, is the pathway of God's truth, and that leads to eternal life in heaven. Now, we're talking about distracted driving. We understand the principle, the imagery. You're driving along the street, you get distracted by something, you turn away your eyes from the road right in front of you, you turn back and, oh, you're going to slam on your brakes because you're right up on the vehicle in front of you. You weren't paying close enough attention. 
And many times accidents help that way, uh, happen that way. And even accidents resulting in injury or in some cases, tragically, death. Distracted driving. But distracted driving on the straight and narrow through the pathway of life, that's even worse because we're talking about ultimately eternal consequences. We looked at the illustration of Martha, the sister of Mary and, uh, and of Lazarus. That family became close friends of Jesus during his public ministry on this earth. But there was an occasion when Martha invited him into her home, into their home, and he began teaching. She became distracted by a sense of responsibility to prepare a meal. So she got up and was no longer sitting at his feet listening, but her sister remained. She kept listening to Jesus teach. Martha became distracted by a sense of not just responsibility, but of short-sightedness. Short-sightedness in that she was focusing more on a physical meal than on the spiritual feast the Lord was laying out before them through his teaching. And then she became distracted by resentment toward her sister because her sister was not getting up and helping her. She was sitting there listening to Jesus. And so eventually Mary lashed out somewhat, and she even called upon Jesus. Don't you see she's not helping me? Tell her to get up and help me. But Jesus put her in her place respectfully, calmly, and she said, he said, Martha, Martha, you're caught up in many things, many worries, but your sister, Mary, has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The lesson for Martha should have been at that point, turn the oven off. <laughs> yeah, of course, it was not that kind of a matter back then, but just set things aside, push them away, come back and sit down next to your sister and continue to take part in the better way. And that is listening to your Lord teach. Well, we also talked about how just sin in general is a great distraction as we're walking down through the pathway of life, trying to stay on that straight and narrow pathway of God's truth with all of its promises, all of its blessings. And think about what Paul wrote in Ephesians 1 and verse 3, that in Christ we receive all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Now they're connected with that straight and narrow pathway of God's truth that leads to heaven. But sin distracts us because the devil tempts us through allurements that make sin look attractive, that make evil look good, and good look evil. If he can get us off that path, if he can, he doesn't have to make us atheists, but if he can just allure us, lead us into sin, then the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23, James chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. We talked about how Moses chose not to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, for a season, for a fleeting time, but rather to walk with God's people, Moses' own people, to walk the pathway of righteousness. What's another distraction on the straight and narrow way? All the turmoils of life. 
We've been going through stuff that is incredibly distracting. And we could focus what, on what we've been going through over the last few years, a pandemic, worldwide pandemic, millions of people becoming sick, millions of people dying, but millions of people die all the time of all kinds of natural causes. We could talk about the war that is raging, but wars are raging all the time around the world. The turmoils of life. What about when somebody goes to work one day and the owner or the supervisor, the manager, makes an announcement to all the employees, we have been bought out. Or maybe we are not making a profit and we are closing down the business. It could be to everybody involved, or it could simply be we are consolidating your job with other jobs, and now we have to let you go. Turmoils of life. Or it could be that an individual becomes very ill, and it's a long, drawn-out illness. Or maybe they've become injured in some way, and that injury either causes them to lose their job or causes them to have a greatly decreased income coming into the household. It could be other situations, relational problems between spouses or between parents and children or parents and grand grandfathers uh, and mothers. You know, it, it, all kinds of things or just friendships turmoils of life. In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 31, we actually go back and we pick up a little earlier. We look at um, verse 23. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, speaking of Jesus. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. The apostles got in a boat and started across the sea. Now, many of the apostles were professional fishermen, so they dealt with storms on the sea probably on a regular basis. But this storm apparently was perhaps extra pronounced. The boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. For in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Now you get the imagery, walking on the surface of the water. He's God the Son. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. Apparently they did not recognize him at first. It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And as long as we're walking with Jesus in faithful obedience consistently, we need not fear because he's there with us, watching over us. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink in, cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when he got into the boat, the wind ceased. Now, I'm not talking about getting distracted from our faithfulness to our Lord by some physical storm. I'm talking about the storms of life. As I said, illness, serious illness, injury, prolonged injury, maybe even handicapping us physically, loss of income, or at least greatly curtailed income, all kinds of problems with relationships. Seems like the world is kind of closing in around us. We're dealing with such. But God will see us through. Matthew 6 and verse 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, the necessities of life. Paul talked about how he learned to focus on this one thing. He said, this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and pressing forward to what is ahead. I press toward the prize for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He was pressing up, upward, walking that straight path of God's truth toward heaven. His ultimate goal, he learned all those things that he used to count so precious, so important to him. They did not matter compared to getting to heaven. This one thing I do, he said. The turmoils of life, they're all around us on a continual basis. And if you're not experiencing any of them right now, get ready. They're coming. And when you get through those, some more will be on the horizon. That's the way of life in this world. But God will see us through. Don't get distracted on the straight and narrow. Let's pray. Father, help us to keep our focus, to not be distracted by the ways of the world, by the difficulties of life in this world, by sin and the devil's temptations. Help us to stay focused on you, to keep our direction on that straight path of God's truth so we can be in heaven with you forever. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.